It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. I think we've gotten to 3,000 subscribers. If so, thank you to everyone who is Watch the show and support the show over there on YouTube since we started back at the end of February. If you have not done that, what are you waiting for? Especially today with Jonathan Stewart, you're going to want to see that podcast. Now, if you can't watch it, that's okay. We are on all the traditional podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the like. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Today's episode of Lockdown Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Really excited about today's show. Have not been able to get... Very many former Panthers players on the show. I had Roman Harper a couple months ago, but today we're going to have Jonathan Stewart, who is truly a Carolina Panther, the all-time leading rusher for your Carolina Panthers, number 28, Jay Stu, a part of Smash and Dash. He's now doing a podcast for the Believe Podcast Network called Believe in Carolina Panthers. So after you listen to this show, go check out what he's doing over there with the Believe Podcast Network. But of course, make sure to always come back here to Lockdown Panthers to get your boys' perspective. But I wanted to talk to Jonathan because, well, Things are 0 2. Uh, the teams start 0 2. And the vibes are way off with this fan base and its organization right now. And y'all want Matt Rule fired. And I totally understand that. And I might be right there with you. I'm still trying to give the man a few more weeks, although it feels like it's headed to him getting canned at some point this season, whether it's during the season or after the season. I don't know. But beginning of the year, I told y'all 10 and 7. I was bullish on this football team. Jonathan Stewart was also feeling the same way, saying back in July that he said the Carolina Panthers are going to shock the world in 2022. Well, so far they have shocked the soul. They are dead last in basically ever power ranking out there, and power rankings don't mean jack. But certainly the NFL media came in the year not thinking highly of the Carolina Panthers, and after two weeks they've been justified in their belief that this was one of the worst football teams in the league. They've been close. But close ain't good enough. You got to win games. And the Carolina Panthers have not won a game since November of last year. And Cameron Jarrell Newton was on the team at that point in time after signing on a Thursday and something I never thought would happen again. So going to take a seat. You are. We're going to sit to talk to Jonathan Stewart and get his perspective on how this team's performed, what's going wrong, Matt Rule, and if they can turn things around here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Mm-hmm. 
As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to Locked On Panthers. As promised, Jonathan Stewart. You can follow him on Twitter at Jonathan. Subtract a T on the, at the end of Stewart and have one there. So at Jonathan Stewart, one on Twitter. Y'all know him for being the all-time leading rusher for the Carolina Panthers, a part of some great teams that we had here in the last decade with Ron Rivera as the head coach. He is the host of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Jonathan Stewart, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, this is all new to me, you know, talking football. I played football for several years, but, you know, uh, once I retired, gave myself some time and you know, became a, pan, a, a fan um, of the Panthers. And so, you know, I, be, I bleed black and blue. Yeah. And that's why I want to have you on here, man, because it's tough to be a Panthers fan right now after losing nine straight games. Like, how's that going for you going from player to fan? Uh, it's going well, man. You know, just seeing, you know, the ups and downs that you experience, you know, tapping in every Sunday or every Thursday, Monday, whenever it is that, you know, your Panthers um, are playing or if there's a team that, you know, depending on the outcome of those games, you know, really affect, you know, the chances of, your team and within the divisions and in the conferences, it's exciting, you know, and, and when football season ends, you're kind of tweedling your thumbs around, kind of waiting around to see what the next sport is. So becoming a fan of just sports in general um, has been fun because obviously I played football for so long. Um, and then, you know, growing up in high school, it was just sports, sports, sports. It wasn't really much of watching sports. It was just me actually playing sports. So to be an actual fan, understand, you know, what it is um, that people experience, you know, through these games, these fingernail biting games and the stress levels. Um, and, and, and two, you know, there's some guys that I know that are still playing, you know, hoping that they, you know, overcome injuries, overcome obstacles, stay healthy. 
uh, all those things. You know, every time I watch Christian run, you know, I'm just holding my breath, just hoping that, you know, my guys just, you know, stays, stays out of trouble. So. Yeah, I mean, you and I both and everyone else who is a Carolina Panthers fan has got our fingers crossed that Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. We saw what he could do on Sunday. It's the same guy that we've seen whenever he's been healthy over the course of his career even the last two years. He's been one of the best backs in the league, and you certainly know that firsthand. And let's start off with this. The team's lost nine straight games. The fans aren't happy. I'm sure it's a lot more stressful for you as a fan now than it was when you were a player, when you actually were able to control things. Like you... I was pretty bullish on this team heading into the season. You tweeted out back in July that Carolina Panthers are going to shock the world. Well, so far, they have not shocked anybody at all as they sit 0-2. From your assessment, having played the game and knowing guys in that locker room, what is wrong with the Carolina Panthers through two weeks of this season? Well, it's execution, right? Um, you know, after week two, everyone's calling for coaches, Coach Rule's head, but at the end of the day, coach rule is a coach, players, coach, players play. Now, situational football, you know, if there's something that's going on when it comes to situational football, I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns this past week, right? Um, they lost to the Jets due to situational football um, and, and a lot of factors. Um, you look at the Denver Broncos, the first week of, 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 of the football season, they lost that game because of situational football. You can look at that HUD coach and say, you lost the game. You didn't give your players an opportunity to win. They, you have the tools, and you literally wasted 30 seconds for no reason. Um, that's uncalled for. But you look at our game, it's kind of hard to say coach rules at fault right now. I mean, he's the head coach, and he's going to take the blame, and that's the job of a head coach. Um, and, and, but mainly you, we can't start the game off with two fumbles on offense. Cause now you're talking field position coach rule being fired. Isn't going to stop us from fumbling. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there, there's, there's a lot of things that need to take place, which is identity. We need an identity going into the game. A fan should sit back and know exactly what to expect. You know, first, first we should know exactly what to to expect at least for the two first drives. When when you were watching the Panthers five years ago, six years ago, with Cam underneath the center, um, you knew what to expect. You know, you knew the the identity of that football team and that culture, which was we're going to run the ball, we're going to throw it deep, and we're going to play defense and when we need to get a first down, Cam's going to get it or Jonathan's going to get it or whoever's in the backfield is going to get it. And we're going to make sure we control the middle of the field with Greg Olson. And so we don't really have any of those key factors going into our game plan. No one really, it seems as if there's too many cooks in the kitchen. That could be something. Um, I mean, but it just seems like, you know, there's, we're right there on defense to make a big play, yeah. but just don't come up with it. A lot of that could be, you know, too much pressure on each play. You know, you don't need to win every single play. As a matter of fact, you're not going to win every play. So play each play to position yourself for the best outcome possible. 
So that and so you got guys out there maybe thinking too much or not even really sure what they're doing, um, questioning, you know, play calling. I mean, it's it's got to be a trust thing. Um, I know we got new coaching coaching staff and all that. So it could be a mixture of, you know, trust levels and understanding the scheme. Um, but, you know, I w- it's week two. This is a big week that we have going, you know, with the Saints. Yeah. Um, I think people just need to press the calm button and, and, and just let, you know, the Panthers do their thing. Let Coach Rule and, and, the, and these new coaches um, that are on staff and, and let Baker get, you know, uh, accustomed to his offensive line. Because, um, I mean, that's, that in itself right there is another thing, right? You got a new offensive line. You got a new quarterback. They didn't really play that much in, uh, in the preseason with the confidence of knowing their roles and knowing who's a starter. There's a lot of things that this team still has to figure out. And so we have the talent. I think everyone just needs to press the pause button. Yeah, and that's certainly a message that I've been trying to get across while also understanding the fan frustration where you got to coach you the first two years. I don't know what your expectations were. Mine certainly weren't very high for them to compete at all. And I talked to one of your former teammates a couple months ago, Roman Harper, here on the show. And Roman just basically said, like, I don't care about the first two years. Like, they weren't going to win anything anyways. Like, now is when the evaluation starts, and I agree. I know it's tough for people to see this team start off 0-2 and and then hear that they're close when – hey, that's something that's obviously important. You're not getting blown out, but the margins in the NFL are just so tight and so slim that you have to make the right plays, make that one or two plays that Coach Rule talks about. And also coaching can be a factor in all that. Let's go back to you talk about an identity. Because you talk when your teams, we knew what we were going to get out of you. Get out of Cam, get out of Greg, get out of that team. And defensively, that's I think the Panthers have always had that defensive identity, and they certainly seem to have that now, even if they can't get some of those key plays like Frankie dropping that interception on Sunday and not being able to get a stop. Might I and I is certainly going off sides. That hurts them. But defensively, we know what we're going to get from them. Offensively, I don't know what that identity is. What do you think this team's identity will end up being offensively or can be whenever they start to figure things out? I think what they can be is – exactly what they should be you have the most electrifying runner in football and christian christian mccaffrey i mean we just saw on sunday two of the best running backs in my opinion face off you can and so and then the week week one you had nick chubb the teams that won those games had established an identity christian finished that game with more yards than Saquon Barkley. But you can tell the Giants' identity was to run the ball. You can tell, like, oh, we need a first down. Let's run the ball. Um, oh, it's we got to get three yards. Oh, let's call a run play. Um, whatever that is, like, do that and be consistent because then you can give your your offensive line, you know, some confidence in going into the game plan knowing what to expect on certain downs, knowing what to expect when you're on the field on, you know, the 20-yard line on the left hash. Like, you can get this confidence in knowing what to expect and, 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 pl- re- and play these things in your head as you're going up to the line of scrimmage and doing what you've been doing all week in practice. So I think they should be Christian McCaffrey, hand yeah. it off. When you're in trouble 
dump it off, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Figure out where your tight ends are. Hit your tight ends when you're in trouble. I'm just talking progressions, right? What are your first read progressions? Mm-hmm. Put the your first read needs to be routes where your playmakers can be in position to be in space to make a move and get upfield. You have DJ Moore who's capable of doing that. You have Christian McCaffrey who's capable of doing that. You've just brought in a guy from Jag- the Jacksonville Jaguars that can do that. I'm not really sure when he's going to play, but he has the capabilities of doing that. Um, Rashard Higgins. Let's let's talk about him, right? Rashard Higgins. Haven't seen him at all so yeah. far. Um, I feel like he's caught the most balls from Baker Mayfield that that we can establish an identity with him yeah. as far as 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 far as our our throwing ability um, and giving. Baker Mayfield the confidence that he needs because I mean look you can't just throw a guy out there and just say hey make it happen we need a game plan these guys are out there just running plays that are being called and you can tell that they're not really trusting you know the game plan or know what the game plan is so how much does that date back to the preseason because it sounds like we saw a lot of them and you and you mentioned that it, it took until the final week of the preseason before Baker was even named starting quarterback and they've now only had about four and a half weeks as a first team unit together. But. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Kansas city chiefs, Patrick Mahomes was, was out there playing preseason games. Yeah. They come out first week. <laughs> on, <laughs> fire. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> on fire. Right. <laughs> like playing, like running trick plays. Like, I don't even know what kind of routes they were running. It was like, it was like backyard football, but they were prepared. Okay, they they had the confidence to go out there and do all that crazy stuff. I think there's, you know, even from this, like I played football, going through training camp, going through preseason, you hate it because especially a guy like me in the position I play, I don't want to get hurt. I want to get if I'm going to get hurt, let it be on some plays that matter. But taking a step back now that I'm a fan, I'm not playing, I'm not invested you can see the differences around the around the league from the guys that are getting the reps that are getting the the, the confident snaps the confidence confident snaps are game snaps and so you go into the regular season you're not behind the eight ball you know what to expect you know what it feels like to get hit in the mouth especially at the offensive line position you know how your quarterback is maneuvering in the pocket you know with actual pressure um, as a running back, you know what it's going to feel like when you need to be an outlet for your quarterback when they bring a certain blitz when you're on a hot route. Like, um, there's just a lot of things that go into uh, a game where practice you can only practice so many times to get you know certain types of looks. Game reps are the most important reps. Yeah, it, it looks like an offense. I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. Bringing in Ben McAdoo as late yeah. as Baker came in here. People have an understanding. I know I mean, Matt Rule said after week one that his hope was that the defense could be able to carry them. Now, they didn't do it week one, giving up 217 yards on the ground. That was an issue a year ago against teams like Cleveland that are physical and want to run the football. They stepped up on Sunday. Didn't, didn't mm-hmm. make the play at the end of the game. But you can't really put Sunday on a defense. The offense is going to certainly need to show something a lot sooner Sunday afternoon against New Orleans. Let me ask you this, because you were on a team similar where the fan base is upset. They're calling for your coach's head back in 2013. 
after two weeks, you had lost some, lost to Buffalo. You guys actually started off one and three that season, and everyone was calling for Ron Rivera's head. Now that you all turned it around, went twelve and four. I know you were banged up that season, but what was really the mentality of the team? Because I know you try to block out the, the outside noise, but I'm sure you guys hear that, and you have to know the pressure that's on your head coach. What was just your mentality and the message with that allowed y'all to be able to turn that season around there in 2013 and win a division? You know, it's it's a culture thing. And it goes back to identity, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I feel like from the time that I became a Carolina Panther, the the identity was already established, um, which is you have to work. You have to come to work and ready to play. If you're banged up, if things aren't perfect, you still got to come out there and give it all you got. Um, and you got to trust the guy next to you. And the the mindset is take every week by the by the you know it's one week at a time you know what i'm saying you can't look into the future you can't look you know at what other teams are doing you can't say oh this team's running this coverage why don't we do that like you can't look at what's going on as a player and say man i wish we could be doing this we should be running these plays why are we always running this? No, if they if they drawing it up, do it the right way. And if it don't work and you doing it the right way, someone else is going to get called out. That coach will get called out, right? Yeah. If you don't like the passing plays, you don't like the, the routes that are being ran, go through your progressions, hit the right progression. If it's the if the first guy's open and you throw it to him and it's third and eight, and the guy picks up three yards and you throw it to the guy and he's wide open and there was nothing he can do. Guess who's going to be at the blame? Offensive coordinator, yep. right? <laughs> hey, why you call that play? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just just do your job at the end of the day. Do your job so that way everyone else can do their job. Because, case in point, if we fumble in snaps, we ain't we ain't moving nowhere. <laughs> that's a that's a lost play. That's five lost plays. Week <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, if we we fumble in kickoffs, kickoff returns, we're not able to score. We we giving the ball back to the other team so that and, and great field position, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Thank God yeah. our defense was solid in the red zone defense. Um because otherwise that would have been a real nasty game. Um, but they gave us a chance. And so stuff like that is good, though, to see our defense respond when adversity comes their way. So those are good things to hang your hat on if you're a fan, knowing that your defense knows how to stand their ground, the bend, don't break defense, Um, because those types of things are obviously unexpected. Um, But what I will say is the defense does need to get some turnovers. You know, you mentioned Frankie Louvu with the interception right there. That would have been a game changer. Absolutely. If he would have made it, if he was able to make that catch. Um, because those are turn of events. And when you have those during the game, it catches your opponent off guard. And now they, you know, looking in their back pocket for some answers. Um, but instead, we're looking in our back pocket for answers instead of looking at our game plan. Yeah. And, 
You know, a lot of what you said so far has come down to execution, which clearly that's on the players, especially on Sunday. I, I understand a lot of people being frustrated with Rule. I, I don't really know how you can blame Matt Rule for a lot of the things that happened on Sunday afternoon. Like maybe you can prepare him for, well, you can blame him for preparation, but certainly Chuba Hubbard can't put the ball on the ground twice and only one of them counted. Robbie Anderson can't get stripped like that. Matt Iadatis can't do that. Frank, it, there's plenty of t- things in that game you can point to. These guys just got to execute. But you talk about identity. And when you came to Carolina, you said it was already established. You know, Coach Fox had probably been here about four or five years by the time you got here to town. So how long does it take for a coach to establish an identity? Because I know Matt Rule's been trying to do that. He talks about the brand being the most physical, toughest football team in the NFL, which I'm sure everyone wants to be in this league. But I understand his brand. We're entering year three now. I mean, we're two weeks into it. How long should it take someone, especially for the folks out there wondering, like, okay, is this the right coach? You're talking about you walk in, the identities are established. It still feels like they don't have that identity. So how long should it take? That's a good question, man. I, I don't know how long it should take, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that you just got to have, I think what needs to happen at some point, I don't know, um, you know, what their strategies are, you know, with, you know, trade deadlines and free agency and, and guys that are still out there um, veteran wise, but you got to have some veteran leadership. You got to have some guys that have been there before. You got to have guys that can say, hey, young buck, this is how you do it. Okay. I don't care what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. You got to have some guys that will say, you know, hold, hold people accountable. You know, when, when it was, you know, our Super Bowl year, right? You know, we had guys that were on this team that's played in other places. You know, your Peanut Tillman, you know, passing down his peanut punch to the young bucks. You know, and, 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 you know, teaching me even that concept. So it made me even more aware of my ball handling skills. Um, having guys that have been there and done that and can, like, really um, pass along, you know, their information uh, to the younger guys that feel like they know what they're doing but really don't. Because coaches can only coach so much. But if you have coaches that haven't played in between those lines, it, it's kind of a different it's, 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 it's a different ball game. You can you can draw it up and it sounds pretty on paper, but when you get punched in the mouth, you got to be able to rumble. And so those are the those are the things that really strike me. You know, as far as identity, what are you going to do when you get punched in the mouth? Are you going to go look at a piece of paper to figure out a game plan, or are you going to punch back? And I'm not talking nasty punches. I'm talking, hey, they just scored. What are we about to go do? We got to go score. I don't know how we're going to do it, but y'all got to just, just do your job. Do it enough, and I got you. If you just do it enough, I got you. Yeah. And, that, and, that's, the, and, and that's, the, that's the mojo, right? Hey, defense, get this stop so we can go out there and, and score. And if, you, and if you can't stop them, hey, we got you. Don't even worry about it. And that's the thing. This team has really struggled the last two years to play complimentary football with the offense being anemic and the defense basically getting tired and worn down. And that's the thing to me, because you, you, what you just said there, being able to punch back, because they did that week one against Cleveland. I mean, they were yeah. terrible all day yeah. long, but the offense figured it out, went down there. Baker did something leading that team on a drive, which we thought was going to win the game that we didn't see from Teddy or Sam the past two years. And that's why it was so deflating that they're yeah. not able to get that final stop and say whatever about the officiating. You still can't let Cleveland get in that situation with that quarterback to be in that position to even kick a 58-yard field goal that can win the game. And that's what I felt was so deflating because it's a young team 
that's still trying to win. And I, I, I yeah. think it's a really the big thing about it is, is you talk about Peanut coming in here. I mean, y'all yeah. had a guy like Roman who had won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. You brought in Jared Allen. You had a bunch of veteran players and yourself included. This team doesn't really have that. So it's one of those things where you got to preach patience. But of course, people want everything to be in a microwave and happen mm-hmm. as soon as possible. So I just want to get you out on this, man. Just yeah. your thoughts, just moving forward on obviously that they got to find identity, but how you feel about this team moving forward as all this negativity surrounds him. And they're now trying to just get in this foxhole mentality and battle through the rest of this 2022 season and prove you and hopefully me right. That this can be a playoff team that shocks the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they're going to find a way, you know what I'm saying? And it takes a time. It takes time. You know, steak tastes better when it's marinated, right? Chicken tastes better when it's marinated. You got to wait for, you know, the seasoning to, to rest and settle. And obviously we, you don't have that much time, you know, in a season. Yeah. We it's week two. So it's not a panic moment, but this is a division game coming up. So you got to take things personal. Okay. If you, if, if, if I'm, a running back and it's a passing play and my job is to block. And for whatever reason, my quarterback gets sacked or gets tackled on the sideline, trying to scramble for two yards so he can get back to the line of scrimmage. You got to take that personal and vice versa. If you're, you know, an offensive lineman and your quarterback's getting sacked or he gets a ball beat it down or, um, he doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket. Take it personal. It's your job to to make sure your guy can do his job. And if, and if that's not happening and you're not taking it personal, if you're not thinking of, if you're not thinking about Baker's Baker's kids, you're not thinking about Taylor Moten's kids, his family. You're not thinking about you know Shaq Thompson's kids while you're out there, you know, working throughout the week you don't have the right mentality because that was the mentality that we had. I knew Thomas Davis's kids. I knew Mike Tolbert's Tolbert's family. Like when I saw my guy struggling or when I saw an opportunity win a game, it was not just me winning. It was we winning like that. Their families are winning. You gotta, you gotta dig deeper to figure out your why, why are you playing this game? Why are you coaching this game? Is it to not get fired? Is it not to lose? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to play to win. You got to be out there wanting to win. I can tell you the dogs that want to win, you can see it on game film. Christian McCaffrey wants to win. DJ Moore wants to win. Shaq Thompson wants to win. Frankie Louvu wants to win. Brian Burns wants to win. Jeremy Chin wants to win. Yep. J.C. Horn wants to win. These are guys that I see that are out there attacking and doing their jobs without any hesitation. No hesitation because they're sure of what they're doing. You know, you, you have guys that are out there nervous or, or, or anxious. You know, those are guys that are, are hesitating because they might not know what they're doing. And if you don't, go, make sure you find out and ask somebody. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know you just probably fired up a lot of people listening to this show right now, just talking about playing for your brothers and playing for their family, and just that relationship that y'all had. And I think that's why y'all grew such a great connection here in the community 
over the course of that Rivera era and, of course, your time here in Carolina. It's still weird to think that you played for the Giants for a season, man. I, I, <laughs> it, was, it, was for a, it was for a hot minute. It was like, it was like, Hachoo! oh, that was it. That was quick. Damn. Oh, man. But, hey, Jonathan Stewart, love you, brother. Appreciate hey, your time. Man, appreciate Follow on Twitter. Doing. Follow on Twitter at Jonathan Stewart. Replace the T with a one. Y'all probably to do that anyway. So I need yeah. to really tell you his Twitter handle. Check yeah, out his follow, po- yeah, follow me on my podcast, Believe in Panthers, uh, Believe Network with me, Desmond Johnson, and Skylar Hall- Callahan. Um, you know, we'll be out there chopping it up just like my man Julian uh, about the Panthers. And we got to make sure we ride with our Panthers. Don't be flaky. Because <laughs> if you're flaky, I'm going I'm to I'm remember you. When we when we sitting there in playoffs, I'm gonna remember every last one of y'all Twitter handles, and please believe that block button gonna be ready to go. That's right, yo. You go. You can talk to Jay Stu on Twitter, man. Come correct. Don't none of yeah, that nonsense. Yeah, none of that nonsense. <laughs> Argue with your mama. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick pause here at Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this weekend's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wow, great conversation there with Jonathan Stewart, of course, former Carolina Panther, all-time leading rusher, and now doing his own podcast with the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out again, Believe in Carolina Panthers. A lot of good perspective there on the lack of identity, how long that's going to take. He's not quite sure. And that's pretty much the overarching question here in Carolina, why people want Matt Rule gone, because maybe here in year three, the identity should have already been established. And why is it taking so long? There's guys like Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, Chris McCaffrey, DJ Moore, like he mentioned, those are dogs out there trying to win. They're giving all the effort. We just need to have 53 guys and really 46 on Sunday pulling in the right direction and getting it done, executing the offense going out there and not waiting until the second half to figure things out. And for me, it's a young team that has not learned how to win, which is why I said to y'all following the Browns game, I just said to Jonathan, it was so deflating to play like absolute dog crap for most of that Sunday afternoon and to still be in position to win that game, to make the play on offense that we had not seen the last two years and it is still not win that game. This team desperately has to get some good vibes and juju and feeling that they can get it done in the league. They're close, but it does not matter. It's the margins in this league and they're so thin. We talk about the game of inches. Got to fight for that inch channeling by Al Pacino on any given Sunday. They got to go out there and do it because they have not done it. At least not everybody. Are guys confused? Are they not buying into the scheme? I don't know. Certainly things that 
uh, Jonathan Stewart seemed to be uh, alluding to there in our conversation. I still believe this team can turn it around. It, there's not a lot of evidence, evidence out there, but there's a reason I believe in this team in the season that they could be a playoff team. That still remains the case. Now, if they lose on Sunday, going to be really hard to do that. But who knows? Maybe the inverse of last year, 3-0, and the 5-12, and 0-3, 12-5. I hope it doesn't come to that. But if that's how it happens, then hell, I'll be fine with that. And it probably would also mean a division title in all of us right down there on 800 South Finch Street for a home playoff game. And I would love to see that here because the vibes have just been so, so bleeping bad, man. So really appreciate uh, appreciative of Jonathan Stewart coming on his podcast and uh, sharing his perspective. And I will hope to uh, get more Panthers players. I have a couple of their numbers. So certainly maybe somebody uh, might be able to say yes to coming on the show at some point in time. So again, going to continue to do this on Wednesdays, talk to people, writers, people cover the team, people who have an outside perspective of the team that might be able to give us some good analysis, have them come on the show on Wednesdays throughout the season. That's my plan. Um, so yeah, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on YouTube, and check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Lockdown Panthers. Tomorrow, it is crossover Thursday once again. Going to sit down for the first time this season with Ross Jackson, the host, of Locked on Saints to get his perspective on what's going to happen Sunday afternoon at Bank America Stadium between the 1-1 and New Orleans Saints and the 0-2 Carolina Panthers as the Panthers are playing in their NFC out South opener and the Saints are trying to avoid going to 0-2 to start off the year in the division. So we'll get into all that on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.